0: As the world heads into uncharted territory, business leaders are seeking perspective. The What Now, What Next podcast series features KPMG advisors addressing the issues that are of most concern now and in the near future. Today, I'd like to introduce Alicia Kuhn and Bob Boll. They'll spend some time talking with us today about segmenting suppliers and supplier management in the era of COVID-19. Alicia and Bob, as we begin, would you introduce yourselves to our listeners? Hi,
1: everyone. This is Alicia Kuhn. I am in our procurement and business services group, and I have spent around 20 years working in and around managing suppliers. I know the importance firsthand of developing and maintaining relationships with your critical suppliers, balancing those limited time, resources, energy, in managing those suppliers that matter the most. Recently, my co-presenter Bob and I have been working on enhancing our supplier management offerings for KPMG, and as we were working through it, it just kept resonating how much and how important a good supplier management strategy is during COVID-19.
2: My name is Bob Bowl. I'm a director in our procurement and business services practice, proudly based in the flyover state of Illinois, just outside of Chicago, and I help my clients transform their business capabilities. And I help them across all dimensions of the procurement function, whether it be category management, strategic sourcing, transactional procurement, risk management. And one thing that we're going to be talking about today is the increasing importance of the supplier management programs that, again, we're helping a lot of our clients enhance and supplement because of health and economic pressures that we're seeing today.
0: Well, thank you both for being here today. I appreciate you making the time, especially during such a busy season. And I've got to tell you that of the podcast we've recorded during COVID-19, those that discuss supply chains have been extraordinarily popular. And perhaps because as consumers, we can see the effects in our day-to-day lives of what happens when supply chains react during a time of crisis. I'm eager to hear what the two of you have to say. Today, I'd like to start by asking, what are you seeing in the market? Alicia, maybe we can pitch this first question out to you. Why is supplier management such a hot topic with COVID-19 response plans?
1: Ultimately, supplier management is all about making sure that companies receive the value that they spent millions of dollars contracting for, finding that right supplier and then contracting with them. The other basic principle of supplier management is that you only have so many people who can help manage suppliers but you have probably, if you're a multi-million dollar company, thousands of suppliers. So the big question becomes, how do you take those limited resources and make sure that you are spending them in the right areas. So during COVID-19, the first thing companies had to do was identify those critical suppliers and who and how they were going to work with them to continue to deliver their solutions during a really trying time. If companies did not identify or did not know who their critical suppliers were before COVID-19, they became very aware quickly of who those suppliers were.
2: I've seen both ends of the spectrum, organizations that have misidentified or did not identify critical suppliers, that all of a sudden this crisis made them realize that, oh, if ABC Co. is not there to deliver or can't be relied on, our operations are in serious constraints. Conversely, I've also seen where they were proactive. They did have a supplier management function. They did understand their supply base. And they recognized that a Tier 1 supplier was at risk, and so they proactively reached out to ensure whatever they could do, the buying organization could do, to help ensure that that supplier stayed solvent, stayed operational, and worked through the crisis together.
1: One of the key components of supplier management, as we started talking about, is what we call supplier segmentation. Typically, supplier segmentation is focused on identifying who are your strategic suppliers, who are your niche suppliers, who are your commodity suppliers. And it's usually a two-by-two graph that plots supplier value or business value against either spend or against the complexity of the services they deliver. As we look at COVID-19 responses, making sure that segmentation is done correctly is going to constantly change because the information used during your segmentation is probably already outdated. What we're finding is is you really need to add another layer to how you look at your supplier base, and that comes back to how do you
0: manage those relationships. You mentioned spend is only one dimension of how you would segment suppliers. What are the other criteria that you use in order to distinguish between the different segments in terms of the supply base?
1: The companies that seem to be far ahead in responding to COVID-19 are those companies that not only looked at the data in terms of business value, but also looked at the relationship value that the companies brought. So the level of time and energy suppliers spent helping companies build business, talking about, for example, do they keep pace with the changing market needs, it's a much more forward-looking process, so do the supplier's goods and services directly help us be more competitive, grow faster, meet our strategic objectives, looking at a much more forward-looking type of data or type of questions to help really truly segment your suppliers to prepare you for future market shocks.
2: I think once you have this segmentation, you're then able to develop the appropriate management attention and operational techniques to again optimize the entire supply base. And what we're seeing is that supplier management programs cannot be resourced to the point where they're going to take over day-to-day operational activities or they're not going to supplant all of the business owner relationships that have been built up over the years. But what they can do is put the guardrails and the policies and procedures in place so that the organization does present a common face to the supply market and can become a customer of choice by their fair dealing and interactions with their suppliers. It's not a one-size-fits-all. So it can vary by the criticality and strategic importance, like you said, Alicia, based on the business value being delivered and the relationship complexity that's involved in that discussion.
0: Bob, as a follow-up to that, I'm curious if you can paint our listeners a picture of what good supplier management looks like during COVID-19.
2: Certainly. So I think one of the things that we're seeing in the market today is that Companies that had, I'll say, less formalized, more distributed supplier management models are moving to a more center-led model in terms of supplier management. Now that's not to say that these functions are centralized because they cannot be all things to all people, but they do set the policies and procedures and the approach so that they provide a consistent face to the marketplace. Whether you're talking about direct versus indirect spend or if you're talking about managing IT service providers or business process outsourcing firms or even professional services versus contingent workforce management, each type of spend also has different variations on the theme in terms of how those are most effectively managed. So what we're seeing in the marketplace, some of the disruption is being caused because one, some people don't have a formalized model, and so it's somewhat ad hoc, or two, they have a model, but it is misapplied in a uniform fashion across a quite a different diverse supply base. And that's why we talk about how important having the appropriate supplier segmentation is in terms of getting people into the right mindset, in terms of how much time and attention And formality, I need to treat one supplier versus another.
1: I've seen good companies do is take that forward-looking approach of segmenting suppliers and apply it during COVID-19 because COVID-19, there's so much information out there, so many different things happening all at once. We understand that as we move into a recovery phase, there's going to be starts and stops of the economy. And so the traditional ways of segmenting your suppliers based on current data is not going to allow companies to flex and be prepared for those starts and stops of the economy. Being able to flex your supplier segmentation process quickly, effectively, is going to be really key as we move into this next phase.
0: Alicia, I want to ask you a follow-up question to that, and that is, what response are you seeing from people during this time? So managing an essential product supply chain during COVID-19, as you've said, it's not about choosing suppliers with the lowest cost or the best discount structures. If that's the case, what are some of the new metrics that should be used to segment suppliers? Absolutely. Bob and I spent a lot of time
1: talking about this and it all comes down to relationships. So at KBMG, we look at relationships on a continuum. We start with the transactional relationship. It could be the hot dog vendor that you get your hot dog from at lunch back before COVID-19 and you move up to collaborative relationships where you're working jointly and you're sharing information and you are collaborating on a shared success metric. And then you move up the continuum to partnership and those are the true win-win relationships that companies have with their suppliers. Suppliers are sharing in the risk just like companies are sharing in the risk with their suppliers. There are very few true partnerships in the supplier relationship continuum. Many companies use the word partnership probably incorrectly, and so during COVID-19, truly understanding who your partners are from your supplier base is going to be important, and understanding what it means to be a partner. So, for example, just asking for discounts from your partners doesn't cut it. You have to be willing, as Bob mentioned earlier in the discussion, you have to be willing to help those partners, those suppliers, truly survive what's coming, what has already happened. And so being willing to work with them, giving them a seat at the table as you are planning out your supply chains. If we know that things are going to go two steps forward, one step back each time a a region opens, having your suppliers at your planning table is going to be really critical to make sure that they are truly partnering with you and can help bring the best that they can bear to help get the solutions delivered.
2: I agree, and I think you've laid out the case for how to manage the strategic suppliers and have that partnership arrangement where motivations are aligned and people understand how their piece of the pie in terms of delivering the total value chain to the end consumer, and they fit into that makes perfect sense. I think that we should spend some time a little bit on what I'll call the fringes or the other segments of the supply base. So if I take a supplier that has low business value and relatively simple, straightforward transactional arrangement, that's fine. And as long as they're in that space, the only strategy I need to have in place is, oh, if something happens to them, I can find a a substitute relatively quickly and straightforward. One of the issues is, is those type of companies are always trying to grow their share of our wallet. And so they'll move along the relationship complexity just by selling more of the low business value goods and services to our organization, then it becomes a little bit more tricky to say, oh, well, if they aren't available, I'm just going to switch and find another supplier because they're so large and they have so many tentacles into our organization. There you need a different approach in terms of, like you said, let's have an outreach and make sure that they're not going away similarly, there's companies that have high business value, but not much reach. And so they're a niche player that while they're critical to one piece of our business or operations, they aren't that expansive. But on the other hand, there's not a ready supply of alternative products or services. So that's the other ones that you need to be able to identify. And those are the ones that people in the COVID-19 have seemed to overlook that all of a sudden they wake up and go, oh my goodness. ABC Co is in deep trouble and we can't operate this division without them. Those are the ones that you need to have, again, the proactive outreach, ones that you don't always consider as strategic and partnership, but they are critical to the organization and to a major portion of the business that need to be identified and addressed
0: proactively. Let's camp out here for just a minute and let's continue talking about the idea of value as it relates to outcomes. You've just spoken about how during this time it's important to align suppliers to the value that they're able to deliver to your organization. As supply chains are becoming more important to corporate executives, are there ways to prove the value of one supplier over another supplier?
2: I'm not competing suppliers at this point. What I do wanna do is make sure that Wherever I fit in the overall value chain of delivering goods and services to the end consumer, that myself and my suppliers' uh, motivations are all aligned and it's a win-win situation and we're all delivering against that goal. In terms of the value, if I am anticipating a core business operation that I've outsourced to a supplier, I would like to make sure that I understand that they're in good financial condition and have the appropriate resources and the ability to work remotely or whatever the constraint that they're currently experiencing might be, that they can still deliver against their value proposition and the overall value chain. That's how I see being able to segment. Again, if it's a supplier that's minor and I can swap out at any time, I'm going to spend less management attention and worry about those as opposed to correctly identifying where do I have to apply my scarce resources to optimize the overall value chain.
0: Alicia, we've covered a lot of ground here and a wide range of supplier management topics. Would you mind summarizing for our listeners what you think are the key takeaways? Absolutely. I
1: think the key message here is for companies to stop wasting valuable supplier management time and energy on the wrong suppliers. And in order to do that, They need to be able to identify their critical suppliers with a forward-looking segmentation approach truly understanding who their niche suppliers are, who their strategic suppliers are, who their replacements would be for commodity suppliers, and making sure that they understand the strength of those suppliers that are critical, making sure they have good relationship management practices in place with those key suppliers that are truly going to help them get through this COVID-19 crisis. So focusing their energies on the right suppliers in the right way truly building those relationships, enhancing them during this time, providing suppliers a chance to deliver on the promise that they were contracted for.
2: Given the disruption in today's world and piling on top of that, the things that the trends we've already been seeing around the Internet of Things and the big data insights and technology disruption that we're seeing, it is critically apparent that companies need to go to market with their supply base integrated in a sort of supplier-centric model in order to optimize the innovation and the creative ideas and the technology disruption that could be happening anywhere to deliver against the total value chain. Don't forget your suppliers. It's not just within the four walls of your organization, but let's extend that enterprise and make sure that all of us are rolling in the same direction to deliver value to our customers.
0: Excellent. Well, Alicia and Bob, thank you for being here today and thank you for sharing your time and your insight. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us. We'll look forward to bringing you other insights from our KPMG advisors in our next edition of What Now, What Next. In the meantime, you can check out the other podcasts in our series at visit.kpmg.us slash COVID-19. Thank you.